So, we're going to hear a little story, and you're going to take part in that story. And it's one of the stories that Jesus told in the Bible, and it's one of the parables. And the parables were a way of telling a story that Jesus used to help people to understand more about God and more about the work that God was doing, and told in a way that we could try and understand in a context that we sort of could, could follow. So I am going to give you some actions that you're going to do while we do this story. Now, we're not telling it exactly like it is in the Bible. We're going to tell it in a slightly different way, but the message is still the same. And that's the, the exciting things about parables is that we can understand them. So if you hear me say bed, then you have to go like that. Just practice that. If I say bed, go like that. If I say knock or knocking, can you stamp three times like we're knocking on the door? If I say go away, it's not very polite, is it? If I say go away, can you shout really loudly, go away? Okay, practice. Go away. Oh, you're very good at that. Okay, if I say water, can you say splash? Splash. That's very good over there. If I say sugar, can you say mmm, mmm? And if I say bread and butter, could you pretend like you're doing bread and butter, spreading your butter on your bread? Okay. So this is uh, the friend at midnight. Oh, I'd just gone to bed. Very good. The other night, when do you know what would ha should happen? I heard a knock on the door. There I am, tucked up safely in bed, and someone's knocking on my door. I pretended I was asleep, but they just kept on knocking. It was terrible, so I crept to the window, opened it up, and called out... Then I ran back to bed. <laughs> Two minutes later, there it was again. Another knock. So this time, I got a glass of water, went to the window and tipped the water all over the person at my door and called out... But they didn't. So I looked down, and it was my next-door neighbour, covered in water. What do you want? I said. I was in bed. Ooh. Can I borrow a cup of sugar? Mm. What? I said. You got me out of bed for that? Well, he said, the thing is, a visitor has arrived and I really need to feed them. So I need some sugar. Mm. And if you've got some bread and butter too, that would be great. I called out, go away, and got back into bed again. But he wouldn't 
go away. He just kept knocking and asking for a cup of sugar mm, and some bread and butter. I realized that he must really need the things he was asking for. So finally, I said, yes, but only if you then go away. So I climbed out of bed over all the other people who were sleeping, over all the animals, and gave him the things he needed, and he went away. So Jesus told this story because he was trying to teach us a little bit about how to pray. But God's not like the neighbor, not like me. He's not asleep. God never sleeps. He hears the things that we need. We don't have to keep asking, but he does like to ask us to keep asking. He likes us to pray to him. He likes us to keep asking for the things that we need. And God, our loving Heavenly Father, gives us all the things that we need to be able to do his work in this world. So we're going to learn a bit more about that. For those of you that are staying in here, we're going to dig a bit deeper into that and try and understand it a bit more. But for now, we're going to take up the offering. So if you were a visitor here, just feel free to let the plates pass you by. But at the same time, we're going to sing a song that reminds us that God is always interested in the things that we, are, that we need and the things that we want. He's always thinking of us. We're going to sing, um, I am a friend of God. Um, right, so we're going to have a little uh, sort of, it's not really a quiz, it's just a little thing for you to think about. So if you can and you want to and you're able, can you stand up? You can do it sat down, but if you're able, just stand up. Okay, so we're going to think about wants and needs. Okay, so there's going to be some things that are going to come up. And I want you to think about, just for you, is it a want, is it something you really want, or is it something that you really, really need? Okay? So if it's a want, I want you to turn this way. Okay? And if it's a need, I want you to turn that way. Okay? So want and need. Right, so first picture. Okay, so food, sweet, savoury, you know, just food, all of food. Is it a want or a need? Oh, some people are not quite sure. That's interesting. Okay. Okay, so most people are saying it's a need. Okay, that's fine. Okay, next picture. That's it, turn back to me. Oh, it's an easy one. Water. Is that a what? Oh, again, a little bit of... No, no, I think, okay. Mm, a few wants, but mostly needs. Okay, turn back to me. Next picture. So, transport, okay? So, it's your bike, if you, if you ride your bike to school, or maybe get the train to school or to work, or the bus, or maybe you have to get a boat sometimes to get from A to B. I don't know, you know, it's your journey, not mine. So, is that a want or a need? Transport. Oh. Oh, some people are really not sure. Oh, a little bit in the middle, some people are. So there's some wants and there's some needs. All right, okay. Turn back to me. Let's have the next picture. I don't know much about nice cars, but I do know that this is a Bugatti. So is that a want or a need? A really nice, plush, posh 
black baguette, baguette, I can't even say it. I'm not going to point out if anybody's turned and said it's a need. That's, that's, that's up to you. Right, turn back to me. Next picture. Oh, this could be a bit controversial, couldn't it? Mobile phones. Is that a want or a need? You know, some people need it for work, don't they? Some people need it because it's part of, you know, it's part of who they are because they've grown up with phones. Okay, again, there's a little bit of a mix between what some people are staying facing me, so it's a little bit on the fence. Okay, turn back to me, next picture. Oh, now this is easy. I don't know what all you people facing that way are doing, because it's definitely this way for me. Okay, turn back to me, next one. Oh, now, this is an interesting one. Do you need to be the first, or do you just like to be? Do you want to be the best? Do you want to be the winner? Was that a need? Do you need to be the winner? Where's Becky? Mm. <laughs> Becky will be facing this way. Okay, that's an interesting mix. Okay, all right, back to facing me. Next one. Oh, now, toys, games, things that we like to do things that we like to play with. Are they a real need or are they just a, a want we'd like to have? Again, some people sitting on the fence, bit of a mix. Okay, back to me, next one. Friend, oh, I was thinking friends, but not that sort of friends. Next one, real friends. Mm. Now, do we need friends or? We'd just like want a few friends. Oh, that's interesting. Lots and lots and lots of people facing that way. Okay, back to me. Next one. Oh, now then. What about a nice big cruise lining ship? Not to go on holiday on, just to own. Would you, is that a need or a want? Might be neither, mightn't it? Might not be your thing. Might be some people's thing. Okay, again, another mix. Okay, next one. Oh. Oh. Love. Is that a need? Do you need to be loved? Do you need to give love? Or do you just want? Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. We might come back to that. Okay, you can sit down. You see, sometimes we do get a bit confused, don't we, between the things that are really good for us and we think that we really need them. But actually, sometimes those things can turn into wants because when we're greedy and we desire more things than are good for us, they turn into wants rather than needs. I mean, we all need clothes, don't we? Because if we didn't, we'd all be running about naked, wouldn't we? And that wouldn't be very good, would it? Um, but we can trick ourselves into thinking we need more. You know, that extra pair of trainers, yeah. You want the black jeans because you've already got the blue ones, another jacket. You know, I think actually we can all be a bit guilty of that, can't we? And even with food, that might be an easy one, the first one, food. Oh, yes, we all need, we all need food. But sometimes we can be greedy and actually want more than is good for us. Cars, toys, even our homes, holidays, money that we need or money that we want to do and buy things. 
You know, sometimes we've got to stop and think, what is enough? What actually is need? What can we live with? What can we live without? And what is necessity? And do we need to be the best? Do we have to always win? Do we always need to have those top grades? It's a bit of a challenge, isn't it, when we start thinking about it? But, you know, one good thing for us as Christians is that God knows what is good for us. In Matthew 6, verse 8, it says, Your father already knows what you need before you ask him. God, as our heavenly father, knows exactly what you need. How fantastic is that? And another good thing is that Jesus has taught us how to ask God for the things that we need. And the story in Luke that Jesus tells his disciples about the friend that comes at midnight, that's just after he's taught them how to pray. You see, before Jesus came, the privilege of prayer wasn't really known in the same way as we know it. Communicating with God was really only possible through burnt offerings and priests. And so the disciples didn't really know how to pray personally to God because they hadn't done it before. And they learned many things from Jesus by, from spending time with him, and in particular, how to pray to God, because they watched Jesus do it. The beginning of Luke 11 tells us that one day when Jesus was praying, when he'd finished, one of the disciples went up to him and said, can you teach us how to pray? And Jesus gave them words and understanding to be able to come before God personally acknowledging him and honouring his holy name first, and then asking him to give us our daily bread, which we know that from what's now the Lord's Prayer. Now, we could interpret that as meaning that we're going to be given the food that we need and the water that we need to stay alive day by day. And whilst those things are very important, I think it's highly unlikely that God's going to provide us with food every day, a bit like the food bag that drops in I'm a Celebrity. I don't know whether you've watched it, but the celebrities are there in the jungle, and then all of a sudden they look up and a basket is lowered into camp, and it's got all the ingredients they possibly need for that night's meal. But actually, God did provide something similar, actually, to the Israelites when they needed miraculous help. Exodus 16 tells the story of how God provided for Moses and the Israelites with manna to eat and water to drink for 40 years in the desert. But I think for us today, it's probably more likely that God will provide for us in a way of helping us to find work and to obtain money in other ways in order for us to have the food and the provisions that we need. But that in itself is a challenge, isn't it? Because... We look around the world and there's so much poverty and there's so much desperate need that we don't understand. The thing is, there is enough to go around. God has provided enough. But we get greedy and the needs of some get swallowed up by the wants of others. And then the world isn't provided for fairly. But in order to live the life that God has intended for us to live, we do need spiritual food. And that is already provided for in the Bible. We have to put the effort in. We have to read the Bible. We have to digest it and learn it and understand it in order to be able to live it out. And that means being in tune with God and asking him to show us the things that we need. 
the more in tune with God we are, the more we can recognise our needs over our wants. So if we just think back to that, it was a bit of a silly game really, wasn't it, needs and wants, but you know, how often do we really stop and think about what is enough? What is it that we really need? And if God knows what we need, how often do we actually come to him and ask him for it? How often do we ask for and seek out God's generosity above our own desires? We need to understand the difference between need and want because God promises to provide for us, but he promises to provide our needs and not our wants. So we've got to ask ourselves, how do we ask God for what we need? So do we come fearfully and trembling like Oliver Twist did to the master when he wanted more? Or do we ask hesitantly, worried about disturbing God with our little requests because he surely must have bigger things to be, uh, you know, bigger prayers to be answering? Well, the friend in the story who goes to his neighbour in the middle of the night doesn't take either of these approaches, does he? Because he's asking for food for his travelling friend and he's persistent and he's faithful and bold and certain that the neighbour will provide. And Jesus says that the neighbour will help the friend, not because they're friends, which is clearly the case because he's annoyed at being woken up, but because the friend keeps asking, because he's persistent and faithful and bold and certain. And the friend in our drama, that was the same, wasn't it? And if you heard Martin, he said, even if you won't get up because he's a friend, if you stand your ground, knocking and waking all the neighbours, he'll finally get up and get you what you need. Jesus tells this story to help the disciples to understand that they too should ask God for what they need, persistently, faithfully, boldly, and with certainty that God the Father will provide for all their needs. And if we'd got a bit more time, we could go a lot deeper into this story. But the simple message for this morning really is that we too can come to God as Father, persistently, faithfully, asking him for all what we need. Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. This doesn't mean that God will grant us whatever we want, like the genie in Aladdin. That's taking the words of Jesus out of context. Jesus told the story of the unashamed friend, as he's sometimes called, asking for help, but then followed it immediately by saying to the disciples, ask and receive, seek and find. So to be expectant and persistent in their requests, to be bold, to be direct, to not be ashamed of asking God. But if God does provide... You know, do you ever wonder why he would do that? Why would he keep providing for us when actually we know we're unholy, we're not perfect, and we're sinful? We know that we all fall short of the glory of God, and not one of us is perfect, anywhere near it. Well, God does it. God provides for us because he loves us. God loves his children, and he will give us what he knows is good for us. Remember, John 3.16, that God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son, Jesus, 
so that everyone who believes in him may not die but have eternal life. Our biggest need of grace and mercy and forgiveness given to us freely at the cross. And God continues to provide us with what we need because of his great love for us through Jesus Christ. Jesus goes on to explain to the disciples that no father, if asked by his child for a fish, would give him a snake or a scorpion if they were asked for an egg. And those examples might seem a bit odd to us, but for the disciples, they'd have made perfect sense because fish and eggs, for them, were just staple foods that they would have counted as daily needs. So if they were asked to provide those things, why on earth would they give harmful things instead? And the encouragement that Jesus gives all of us out of that is that as bad as we are, we do know how to, good thing, how to give good things to our children. And so God, who is perfect, our Father in heaven, how much more is he going to give to us through the Holy Spirit when we ask him? So what can we take away? What, what's the message for us here this morning? What's one thing that you might remember, if nothing else? Will it be the challenge to you to think about what you really need versus what you really want? Will it be the fact that God knows you and he knows what you need better than you know yourself? Will it be that God the Father loves you and he will provide for you? And the needs that you have at the moment that you feel are unfulfilled... If you stay closely in tune with him, he can provide those needs. Will it be that you just need to be more persistent, more faithful, more bold in your requests to God, trusting him and growing in faith? I wonder, what is your greatest need? <laughs>